Verrücktest in der Kleinstadt Winden, ein Junge auf mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Die Frage ist nicht, wer die Kinder entführt hat, sondern wann. Das Ende ist der Anfang. Und der Anfang ist das Ende. Tick, tick. Du wirst alles verstehen, wenn es an der Zeit ist zu verstehen. Tick, tick. Aber jede Entscheidung für etwas ist doch immer eine Entscheidung gegen etwas. Hello and welcome to Dark, a companion podcast to the Netflix TV series. I'm PB. I'm Acorn. And I'm Merkles. Shall we begin? <laughs> so exciting. Before we dive straight in, I just want to point out that this is a companion podcast and not a watch along. So you definitely want to have already watched the series and be hungry for more discussion, uh, more theories, things like that. We've also chosen to run the podcast as more of a discussion between friends. So we each go away with the topic for the week. We've written our own notes and then we come together and share it. N nobody has any uh, sneak peeks at each other's notes or anything like that. Uh, that means we won't always get everything completely right, but it should also lend for more surprises. And ultimately, we want you to feel like you're in our living room discussing right along with us. Today, we're going to be talking about the town of secrets, character by character, right? That's the plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think maybe we should start by talking about what drew us to the series. I yeah, I agree. So, A Acorn, do you want to start? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, Dark isn't really one of those shows that I would see a trailer for on Netflix and instantly go, I want to watch that. Um, it's a little different. It's in a different language. It was kind of confusing from the trailer. So I didn't realize how much was kind of layered throughout and embedded into the show. But then after I got a recommendation from a friend, I went back and started watching it. And After maybe three episodes, I was really drawn into the story. And then after that, I was I was hooked and I had to finish it. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I got that recommendation because it ended up being one of my favorite shows of all time. What moment in the show were you like, I can't go back now? I think it was the complexity in the character stories. So I actually find it ironic that it was all of the things the characters didn't tell each other that drew me into the story because I was thinking, what's at the root of all of this? What is under all of these secrets? And it turns out that there was so much more than just what they weren't telling each other. And with every season, the show just threw you deeper and deeper into the lore and the world building. And so What I thought was great turned out to be incredible. First of all, that's a great answer. You should have gone last because that immediately ties into secrets. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Murgles. Yeah. Why, uh, oh, did you, yes. why did you start the show? How did you fall into the world of dark? Um, well, if I remember correctly, when it first came out, there was a lot of uh, like advertisement or at least discussion about how similar to Stranger Things it was. And oh. um. I was super into that at the time, as well as I, I had started taking German classes. So I was learning German at that time as well. Um, and so I was like, oh, great, like a German show. That seems awesome. And um, so I started watching it then and just, you know, uh, immediately was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> Everything about this is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Did, did you watch it in German first? 
So I watched I watched it uh, with like in German with English subtitles. Mm-hmm. My full my first uh, and second watch through because I watched the first season and then when the second season came out, I rewatched the first season and yeah, then, I did the same you know, thing. followed through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched the whole thing in German with English subtitles. I am going to be doing a all German watch through next time. But yeah, for me, I remember seeing the cover art on Netflix and passing it by a couple times. And then I saw that Ben Frost did the soundtrack and I really mm. enjoy him. So I went, OK, I'll give it a shot. So I went for the music first. And I think that opening line in season one is a quote the distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion uh, by Einstein. And then that iconic sweeping, oh, uh, and then the opening line is like, we trust that time is linear. And I literally shouted to my television, is this about time travel? And I just was like, uh, and it, it had me. And that scroll, that pan over the forest, in the beginning to show the, the I think they yeah. show the nuclear um, power plant in the beginning. And I just remember, I just remember kind of easing my feet into the water there and being like, okay, I like this. And then uh, it was a bit slow for me and confusing because they don't explain anything to you. They don't hold your hand. They no. just throw you into the deep end of all of these people. And there are like five or six in the openings yeah. episode mm-hmm. where it's just right in the middle of the, these relationships. And I remember being like, okay, now who's who? I remember season one being a, a bit overwhelming at times, trying to keep everything together. And and that moment where you realize, oh my gosh, I'm watching the younger version of this person. Yeah. You know, because they don't even tell you really that they're jumping back in time right. either. They let you figure it out. So, yeah. But I, I think the moment I was hooked, hooked is episode one. Does he disappear in episode one? Yes, I believe so. Because I can't remember so. if that's immediately in episode one. I think they end the episode that way. I can double check with, with my Nicholas notes. missing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, double yeah, check, yeah, but yeah. I think so. But yeah, I think so. When that happened, I was in. I was very much in like, what just happened? Where did he go? Yeah. Yeah. It was very intrigued. And then to find out more, it it had to deal with time travel, which is my favorite thing of all time. So yeah, then that's kind of what hooked me in to the show. And then it just got better and better. And then the the amount of care and effort that they put into Mm -hmm. it as well. So much. It became very clear to me that they they really had planned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just all the little Mm -hmm. details, which we will talk about. Yeah. But we're going to start with some secrets. So shall we Shall we dive into those? Sure. Who wants to start? I have the official family tree open so that I can fill in the blanks here. But if we want to start with Hannah and Ulrich, right? Because that's where it starts in the show. It starts with a secret. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And especially that I think I have, I'm very passionate about the the way that that linearly has followed through time. Yeah. That same sort of secret that's being held. It opens with the um, Hannah and Ulrich secret. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you really realize it right away because I think they go out of their way to kind of hide the fact that she's, no, she is wearing a ring. Mm -hmm. And so is he. And I think there are a couple of shots that you don't really realize they're not together until he climbs out the window. Yep. Yeah. You know, and then goes home to his other family. So that's the first secret that they're having an affair. Yeah. What about Katerina? What's her secret? 
I actually don't think Katerina has a secret. Well, she has a secret later on, which is, I, I guess, to some extent, which is uh, the abuse from her mom. Yeah. I would say yeah. that, you know, she actively hides that and uh, doesn't really talk about it. Um, yeah. We only find out about it when we witness it ourselves. And especially, yeah. I remember, um, please stop me if this is not relevant, but I remember when she has a black eye and she's speaking, she's speaking to Egon about what happened and he asks what happened to her. And I was so confused. <laughs> like, I actually had no idea what happened to her um, until it's revealed much later on. Uh, the unhealthy relationship that she has with her mom. Very abusive. Yeah. yeah. Which is cyclical as well. Yeah. Right? Like, her mother abused her. Yeah. Uh, and potentially her father or brother. We don't really know. Do they ever clarify that? Like, where her pregnancy came from? Katerina's mother. I don't think that they do. I don't um, think they do either. No. And that's one big secret as well. Yeah, that's a big secret. So following her line, so starting with the Ul the Ulrich's family, so Katerina's line goes up, her secret, not only is she being abused from her mother, but she's also a time traveler. And that's another secret that she doesn't necessarily have at the start of the show, but it's one that she hides from the kids, mm -hmm. this whole everything that's happening, she doesn't tell them. And also what happened with Regina. Like, I don't think they really talk about that too much. No. That's kind of hidden, mm -hmm. what they did to her. And then following her up, her mother was abused, but then met Hannah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And they shared a moment, and that's why she ended up naming her Katerina. So this isn't necessarily Katerina's secret, per se, but it is a secret about her. Yeah. In that her mother got her name from Hannah, which is just all sorts of messed up. Oh yes, it is. Yeah. Because Katerina's mother compared the way Katerina turned out to her memory of Hannah posing as Katerina. And so it's yeah. so messed up that she compares her daughter to this image of this amazing woman that she met when really Hannah is the snake in the Nielsen family who ends up sleeping with Katerina's husband and her son. <laughs> and she's just, it, it's so twisted the way that they present that, which, which I love. And speaking on the abuse too, I mean, that's something that I don't think Katerina ever really lets on. You see the signs of her abuse, like the black eye. And I think in a lot of ways, the way her mother treats her, trickles down into the way that she behaves as a mother. Because one of the things that really I had an issue with is the way that she speaks to her children, like Mikkel, when all of those times she'll um, call him like an annoyance or she'll like not yell at him, but raise her voice as in, why couldn't you have picked a better time to get sick? Or why do you always have to interrupt or that kind of thing? She doesn't use very much loving language with her kids. So I think that's also coming from her mom. But that was when she was drunk, right? She had had a lot at that party when she kind of verbally did that to him. I think the morning of the party, she also did too. When he walked yeah. in, he's like, mom, I'm sick. And she's like, she sees the rubella and she's like, why couldn't she have picked a better time? Oh, and it's like, you would say that to a sick kid who comes in who's covered in red sores and he's like, mom, I'm sick. And she's like, this is your fault. And we also see it bleeding out in her abuse at school where she yes. abuses and bullies other kids. Yes. 
um, which is a common sign that they're being abused at home. I mean, it's not a telltale sign. So before everybody rushes off and is like, oh my gosh, this yeah. person at school is must be being abused. It's just one of one of the many um, symptoms, I guess, mm -hmm. of, of that kind of home environment. So yeah, Katerina's got a bunch surrounding her. And obviously then there's the secret that she is the woman at the bottom of the lake. Yes. Yeah. She's the drowned woman at the bottom of the lake, which just... Oh my God. It's completely heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. I really, I was very upset when that happened. Um, and then the other secret is that of the pendant. Mm -hmm. On the beach. Right, because she originally has the pendant, which is so strange because it comes from, where does it originate? Who has um, it first? Who has it first? Yeah, because I know that I believe it Hannah, winds up in the sand. I believe yeah. Hannah gives it, Hannah gives it to, um, when she meets Katarina's, Katarina's mom. mother, Hannah, but gets, Hannah it gets it from uh, Egon Tiedman. Egon, Egon. Yeah. yeah, Egon gives it to her as a gift, and so she yeah. wears it and then gives it to um, Katarina's mom in the clinic. Yeah, and then it comes down, and it's it uh, it's found by Jonas, who gives it to Martha. Yeah, so Katarina's mom gives the necklace to her, and Katarina wears it until she's murdered by her mother on the beach. And then the necklace falls off and gets buried in the sand. And then it's later found by Jonas. So good. So good. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Katarina's secret. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 Marks, no go you, ahead. you were going to say something. I was just going to uh, tie, tie us back to Ulrich again. Yeah. Um, and, and talk about that lineage and that family, because I think it, it, for me anyway, when I was watching the, the series, that was the first indication that I, sort of clued into everything happening over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And um, this idea of sort of generational uh, generational behaviors that continue down the line with, you know, Agnes Nielsen having an affair with Doris. Yes. Um, and, uh, and then Tronte having an affair with Claudia and, you know, it, it kind of like continues going down that way where there is an element, and this is something that I think the show does extremely well, but also is very existential to me, <laughs> which is this idea that um, there is no free will yeah, in this cycle. Mm -hmm. Everything is determined. And to that extent, it's almost like every every behavior, everything that an anyone does, um, whether it is positive or negative, all contributes to this like endless marching forward of the cycle that Adam is trying to continue. Right. Um, mm. Now there is a reference to Nietzsche and they, they end up, I think referencing him. If you gaze into the abyss long enough, the abyss gazes back in mm -hmm. season two. But uh, other than that too, they do it with the uh, Ariadne's red thread, right? Cause mm -hmm. Nietzsche wrote a poem, I believe that was about that as well. Um, named Ariadne and he also has a philosophy that literally says everything repeats itself everything is cyclical yeah. um, and I'd have to look it up to pull the actual quote um, I think I have it here in our I'm looking for it as well right now I found it so it is eternal return also known as eternal no. recurrence is the theory that the universe and all existence and energy has been recurring and will continue to recur in a self similar form an infinite number of times across an infinite time or space. 
people are predestined to continue repeating the same events over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's just kind of, obviously it's where they kind of drew a lot of the inspiration for the show, but I just think that's that's really neat that they kind of included that. And I also really enjoy that aspect of the show. And it's something that I struggle with a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah. know if I, I don't know if I believe, I want to believe in free will that I can just yeah. do whatever I want. But when I look at my favorite types of time travel, I enjoy the time travel where they go back and no matter what you do, it leads up to the thing that you're trying to change because you yeah. can't change it because it already happened. So yeah. I don't know. But then then I think, well, is that me also just trying to have meaning? You know, is that yeah. me saying, yeah. yes, you can't change the past because it's already happened because otherwise what I do is meaningless. Yeah, I think that's very likely. Yeah. I think, I think that's very likely. <laughs> well, I think I think there's almost um, a peace of mind involved in determinism in that you're not just acting your way into the chaos of the universe. It's almost like there's some underlying order to it all. There's meaning. So I think that's that's the the coin flip of it, where even though it's very limiting, it's also comforting almost because it gives your life more meaning. Yeah, but then also sometimes you're like, what is the point? Because everything yeah. I'm doing is, you know, yeah. predetermined, you know? And does it? Yeah. Yeah. And does it actually genuinely have meaning? Yeah. Like if everything is predetermined, if everything is just like a written script and we're all just playing out this idea of what we're supposed to do or like that w- there's no way out of it. What is the meaning really? Yeah. I think it almost takes away meaning. Well, I think because that, that depends on if you put your meaning in the act of making the decision. Mm-hmm. If you shift your thought to if we're all, if it's all a script and we're all playing a part. Yeah. And if you just imagine a whole bunch of people on a stage and then they're all waiting for a line that never comes, then you can find meaning in the production, like being a part of the whole process together, you know, or a song. Yeah. You know, if your part isn't played, it's not complete. The song doesn't, it's not, it doesn't feel as right. So even though your decisions might be predestined or predetermined and that, and that's not necessarily throwing theology into it either. You know, it it could also just be everything that was done before could only create who I am today. Everything that has happened to me could only possibly make me decide the way I did today because of that. So even if you look at all of that as your determinism and you say, okay, well, is, is the meaning really in my act of choosing or is it in the experience of what I have chosen and learning from it? And just, I don't know. I think that, I think that we put a lot of stake on the free will. I am making my decision and it's mine. Well, yeah, it can still be my decision, even though everything that's happened to me caused me to make this decision, right? Like I, yeah, I don't have control over that stuff, but I do have control over how I, for the most part, feel or interpret and learn. Like I can go through life blindly, never learning or experiencing or sharing or being compassionate with another person, but I can do that. I can choose to do that or I can choose to learn and grow. And I think that that's pretty powerful, I guess. But doesn't it immediately like... I totally agree with you. And I think that's beautiful. Mm. Um, I think in in the context of the show, the thing that throws me off is this 
unavoidable march towards being Adam, you know, yes. this idea that you, you meet yourself and clearly everything that's ever happened to you and every decision that you've ever made turns you into someone that you cannot even recognize, which is, that's normal. I think even if you don't turn into someone like Adam, who's keeping secrets from everybody and trying to like control everything, um, you still might not recognize who you are in 60 years. 60 years is a very long time. Um, but it is this sort of, I don't know, there's, there's a, a, an inescapable sigh of life when I think about, you know, seeing young Jonas and then Adam and knowing that that's just who he's going to become. And there's mm -hmm. nothing that can change that, you know, because in the changing of itself, it continues to perpetuate that stuff. What kills me about that too, is that it was his desire to not become that person that made him that person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. That inevitability is yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting the existential side of this show, even though I should have, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it in seasons one and two, they made it really kind of in the background. You know, they make reference to it with the thread, but I thought it was decoration for the story that they were telling about time travel and, and ultimately then realities. But then that, that final season three wrap where it just kind of, she turns to him and says, will they remember us? And I, I, I just sat back and I went, that's the existential crisis. That is the, will what we have done have meaning did was yeah. it worth it you know that is the death yeah. call right there and i just <laughs> yeah. and they put it in the finale of the show it, under the again under the guise that she she meant you know will will they actually remember us you know but yeah. really that that line to me was like oh, okay there comes the existential about life hidden mm -hmm. under the guise of sci-fi um but yeah it's really really great Anyway, back to I secret. think they answered. <laughs> yes, sorry. Sorry, no. I we went on a, ta a beautiful tangent, but yeah. it's still yes. related to the show. But we we did cover Ulrich and Katarina, and I think that conversation wouldn't be complete unless we talked about Hannah too. Oh yeah, because she's so involved in. Sorry, <laughs> I, I hate she's it. She's so. <laughs> yeah, I she's agree. so. <laughs> Uh, something a person a real person i guess mm -hmm. yeah no mm -hmm. i think you know? the the reality of her personality is so well done because while she is not a good person to us as viewers she's an okay person or she's a good person to herself because yeah. all she's doing is just working off of her her needs and wants and desires. And while it's selfish in the grand scheme of things to her, it's just what she wants. And so that motivates her. She represents hedonism, right? Yeah. 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 And I think they do that a little bit in the show where somebody is representing a philosophy Th though. She does have a really cool moment. I think in season three where she just says, I don't need any of you. I don't need anyone. Yeah. You know, forget you men, you know, screw you. And I was like, okay, all right, girl. Okay. <laughs> um, but I still hate you, but yes, <laughs> mm -hmm. power to you. Um, <laughs> Would you say that her secret is the adultery 
Or would you say there's more? I think she has a couple. More to her secrets. There's a yeah. few. I would, yeah. Yeah, she's got a couple. She's got the secret that she is unhappy. Mm. She's not happy married to Perpetually Nicole. unhappy. Yeah, I would she's say. perpetually yeah. unhappy. Um, and she's always loved Ulrich. So that's the secret. And then the other secret is she lied to the police chief about the Ulrich and uh, Katarina situation, saying that he raped her. Her secrets are vast. Um, and then she's got the secret pregnancy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when she goes back in time. And then she's having an affair with somebody else back in that Egon. time as well. Yeah, yeah Egon. Um, and then I feel like there's another secret that she has. Well, she has she has a secret on Alexander and uses yes. oh, yeah. that blackmail to blackmail. Right. Yeah, she's almost she she almost becomes like a master near the end. It felt like she became kind of a master of using secrets to her advantage yes. in yeah. every capacity. I think that's a good uh, way. Of putting she it. she becomes a secret time traveler. Mm -hmm. um, she lies and says her name is Katerina. She takes people's identities. She finds she runs. Ulrich in the past mm -hmm. and looks him in the face and doesn't get yeah. him out of there. Yep. And she like walks away and and then she, you know, raises a child, you know, jumping from time to time. It appears that when she shows up at the end, uh, at the end of her, her narrative, um, that they were in the 80s. So she like clearly jumped back to the 80s to raise, raise this child. It Wait, appears. What? You think so? I think, yeah, I think they're like wearing clothing that indicated to me that they were in the 80s. Maybe, oh. like, I think she she takes the baby and then travels. Maybe I'm totally wrong, actually. Um, let me just look this up. You might be right, because I was not paying attention to the clothes that they were wearing when they show up at Adams, you mean? Yeah, when they show up at Adams, it appears to me, like in 1911, they show up and it appears to me that they're dressed in a way that seems she went to the 80s to raise her. Yeah, but that you're right. The The creators of the show would do that. They would put detail in the clothing for, yeah. for us to know. Yeah, I remember her wearing something that looked early 19th century, but maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm super curious because that is something that they would do. They would put it in the show for us to just get a hint. Yeah. Um. Give me one second yeah, so sure. I can like you look it up. We'll keep going, but you you go ahead and look that up. But yeah. um, that's that's a really good one. Hannah's got a lot of secrets, so let's follow Hannah. Tiedman has an affair with Hannah back, and then she gets pregnant with Celia. Yes. And then Celia's secrets. Is that she is a she is one of the few children through time, right? She's born in 1900s in the 19th century, and then he takes no wait 1911. What? Yeah, she's born in 1911, and then they take her to the future. Well, actually, we don't know when she's born for sure. I don't think because after she gets pregnant, she breaks up with Egon and says that she doesn't need him. Yeah, and so right. the next time we see her is when she's arriving in 1911 with Silja or Silja. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And so to your point, Murgles, I think she did time travel and was raising her because she's what, maybe like 10 or something, Silja, yeah. when, when they get there. So she spent some time on her own raising her, but we just don't know where. Now, when was when did the affair happen? It was in, in the 50s, the 50s right? 1953. Yeah. So it's also entirely possible that she stayed there 
And when she was 10, she went back in time. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. But so Celia goes back in time to see Adam. But then Adam's like, you don't belong here. And he sends her all the way to the future. And that's where she ends up growing up, like in the apocalypse, which is horrific. And then who else has really good secrets? I mean, there are a million. Do we want to talk about Bartosh? Yes. And Alexander? Because his secret is that he killed someone and we never know who that someone is. No, three, we never three get people, the full. even. Yeah. Because Wait, he the, killed three people? The newspaper article was three mysterious deaths in Marburg oh, 33 right. years ago. But I think he only confesses to killing one person, right? I don't know. You might be right. I think he says, I didn't kill anybody. Or, no, no, no. He it didn't was an say accident. that. Sorry. Yeah. It was he, an accident. He didn't yeah. murder any. He didn't do it in cold yeah. blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, yeah. what he was saying. It was in self-defense so. or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I've sent so the he, images of the clothing, sorry, in the Discord. I um, see oh, yeah. that. When Let's I saw that, it read very 80s to me, but I might be wrong. I can absolutely oh, see yeah, how you're getting that. Oh, yeah, with the trench coat. Yeah. And the, the trench colors. coat and the hair. The hair was really 80s and the the uh, young Celia's outfit, I yeah. immediately clocked it as 80s. So I wondered, I was like, oh, did she travel? Oh, that's so cool. That's a good catch, Murgles. Holy. Oh, <laughs> I totally missed that. We also don't know what happened to her face. Yes, I'm realizing that too. I was doing some research and they said in on like the wiki, mm-hmm. There was mention that it might have been from birth. The doctor yeah. implies that she'll have a difficult birth because of yeah. her age. And so they never explain why she has that mark. But the the dark wiki said that it was because of the implied difficulty of birth that yeah. potentially might happen because of Hannah's age. Um, I don't really buy that. But <laughs> that might also be why she moved to the 80s mm. because otherwise you'd die in childbirth. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that would explain yeah, if she did be. go forward in time, that's why. So I think you can only go one jump at a time. You know, like I think yes. you have to go to the 80s and then to 2019 and not the other way. Like you can't go straight Is to 2019. Is that how they got to back to the 19th century? They went back and back and then the I big think loop? so. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, because with the time machine, you can only travel 33 years. Yeah. And so that's, you would have to travel either forward or backward and then live a couple years to get to wherever you're trying to go. Yeah. So depending on how much uh, fluid she still had in that, um, that she still had for that machine. Yeah, Yeah. that's true too. Did anybody else immediately have a horrified reaction when she went in to get the abortion and i was like oh, why yeah. are you doing this now go back to the future yeah, what are you yeah. doing like, you're oh, gonna yeah. fucking die <laughs> sorry i was i was like oh god no oh no no and even my husband was like time to get in that time travel machine and yeah. go forward because yeah <laughs> medicine is not going to support you here yeah no oh, boy no, absolutely not oh boy oh, let's boy, just oh, go boy, to oh, a boy. random room with a lady it's crazy to me that the conversation with Hannah is why Katerina is even alive. No, oh, it's wow. not Katerina. I don't think it is Katerina. You don't who, think it's her child? I don't think it's Katerina. I think she got an abortion and then she she had another child and it became Katerina. Because like how old she would, she, would she be in 1953? Because that's when that happens, right? I don't think Katerina is 
like I think Katarina is too young in the 80s to that have been born be in good, 1953. We should quick do the math on that because when mom is hitting Katarina in the face with a rock, she's like, I should have gotten rid of you. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so, think, I think I mean, it's also entirely possible that she did it and then had another one. But let me just see if this is written on the website because it yeah, might her, be. her mom also looks really young in the flashback scenes. Yes. When she uh, she has her. So, yeah, that's super interesting. Yes. OK. So in 1954, she accidentally got a pre- uh, got pregnant when she was just 12 years old and had an abortion. OK. Um, that's when she meets Hannah. Yeah. And then in 1987, she's raising her teenage daughter. So we there is like a, a definitely a gap of time between those okay. two things. But I do think that she is uh, not the same child. OK. I think she does actually have the abortion. Yeah. So who else? What other secrets do we want to cover? There's so many. Um, Well, there is Bartosh and Noah. Oh, you know. Yes. That's That's a big one. I had so much fun being like trying to guess who people were in season one where I was like, ooh, Noah, we don't have we don't know who Noah is yet. Is that Bartosh from the future? Oh, my God. It's even crazier. That's his dad. Bartosh is his dad. Yeah, (laughs) it's so good. Um, Yeah, there is Bartosh and Noah. And I know people probably listening are shouting out theories or secrets. So if we missed any, do we have a hashtag yet? Oh, no, we don't. Do we want to do like Dark Companion Pod? Yeah, Dark Companion Pod sounds nice. Yeah. So if we we miss any secrets and you want to shout at us for doing that, because we'll mention them, we'll mention any good ones in the next episode, but tweet us. A hashtag dark companion pod with your secret and we'll check it yeah we'll be watching that hashtag ulrich and hannah we got agnes and doris egon and hannah which we is talk about um, agnes back up. I, I know i know <laughs> we gotta talk about agnes <laughs> because her, her her secret is insane yeah yeah because she has her husband is the unknown right yeah yeah that's yep. an insane secret and they hint at that from whenever she's first introduced. Yep. Yes. And what kills me too is that Trunt has cigarette burns all over his arm. Yeah. From the unknown. Yeah. How did and I can't wrap my brain around this, how did Marta and Jonas have such a fucked up baby? I Why? swear to God, I have no idea. Why are you so fucked up? What happened <laughs> to you to make you this monster? I don't understand. I've wondered that. Unless it's literally, a, they decided to make a metaphorical example of the snake eating its own tail. Like it yeah. just is getting worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse the further down yeah. the line it goes. Yeah. What's interesting is that I actually interpreted that Agnes was doing that to Tronte because he shows, yeah, and he's like, I'm glad she's gone. He says that to to Claudia after, uh, or no, not to Claudia. Um, he says that to... One second. Yana? Shut up. For real? For real. He shows Yana Nielsen, a young Yana, the the burns, I believe. And then You might be right. Man, he and might then say, I'm he glad says something. She's I'm gone, glad she's not, gone. I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, which to me felt like that was Agnes. <sighs> yep, you're uh, probably right. Interesting. So I I would still disagree. You know, she she does kill her brother. And so she is a very conflicted character. But at the same time, the name Agnes means pure in the Greek, the original Greek. And um, 
I think it's, I'm actually reading now, Agnes of Rome was a legend who refused the sexual advances of a Roman noble and then reported, who then reported her to the authorities as a Christian. And so she was martyred as a result. So I don't think someone with that origin good call. would do mm, that. That's a good show. Or influence, I, I guess. She is a martyr, isn't she? She's there for the loop. Yeah. She was born to Bartosz and uh, Silja. Yeah. So according to the website, it does say that he gifts Yana the Ouroboros bracelet that belonged to his mother, confides in her, revealing he used to live in a children's home and that he was glad his mother was gone. So um, I'm not sure whether you could infer that that stuff happened at the children's home um, or that his mother did it to him. I believe that there are scenes where he's looking at the burns and they're still fresh and I interpret it as maybe his mom was doing it. Maybe Agnes was doing it. Um, but again, we don't see anything from Agnes that would indicate that she would be doing that. So yeah, yeah that's a tough one. Yeah. I interpreted it with the wounds being fresh. Is that being the last straw that made Agnes yeah. take him and leave? Ah, uh, Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I know we, we do have plans to do an episode about the loop, right? the cyclical generations. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I'll save this for that. But I'm now super curious to see if they have one of each thing in each generation. The abuse, you know, and that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll cover that. that Yeah, Um, because that's super interesting. I think there's potential talk about like the impact that these secrets have on the town and the impact they have on the characters. And, you know, Francisca saying this is all happening because we're keeping secrets and what happens at the breakdown of those secrets. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree. So Greta Doppler and burned Doppler. We're going to start there. So Greta's the Greta's is Helge's mother, who is creepy, by the way, but she has a secret and burned Doppler is the, CEO, I guess, not really CEO, but he's the head of the nuclear power plant, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is correct. And he has a secret. And his secret is that he and Claudia had an affair and he's Regina's real father. Yes. Yeah. And obviously Which that still secret, blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, now that, dude, now that I'm thinking about it, that scene where he gives her money. Yes. And he's talking to her and she's, you see that age difference, man. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's very good. And but see, that secret is maybe arguably the most important secret in the whole show. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what causes Claudia to realize what all of this is and where yeah. following the line back. So we actually had this revelation the other day on a call that I'm kicking myself we didn't record, but uh we realized that that's how Claudia knew because that was one of the things we couldn't figure out. How did Claudia know and figure this out? Why was Claudia the one? What secret did she have that unraveled the thread that allowed her to follow the loop all the way back and actually untie the knot? And yeah. she, you know, because she said Adam, Adam is fixating on the wrong thing. The wrong thing is making it. And that secret is that burned is Regina's father not Tranta. Tranta. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it causes her to be able to follow the line back and go, okay, but we're out of the loop. So the only people that will survive are Regina and Katerina and some other people that aren't in that timeline. So the only way for me to truly save my daughter is to untie this knot. She'll live. 
a whole bunch of other people will never exist, but yeah. she'll at least survive and mm -hmm. she won't get cancer. And I wonder too about her Regina having cancer. I wonder if that was a metaphorical choice for secrets and that rot. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because in a lot of ways, Regina is is kind of like the punching bag of the village. Yes. And she's she's the one character that has the most redeeming qualities to her. And yet she's the one who gets like shit on the most, really. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think almost to your point, the cancer is a symbol of the rot of the town and the sickness and how she is almost the innocent one in all of this because she's not from this sickness and all of these these lies and secrets and family ancestry and yet she's almost the receptacle for everything yeah it's brutal and all of her yeah. scenes in in the beginning oh that first time in the show where they're playing the haunting music and you're seeing on the left you're seeing present and on the right you're seeing past oh Oh my gosh. Gina's always broke my heart. You know, that scene where she's trying to straighten her hair and yeah. she just hates her hair. I cannot. I love your yeah. hair, Regina. Yeah, um, it's so good. Yeah, I love you, Regina. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is very good. And also what I think is really interesting too is Regina and Alexander's very loving, yeah. solid marriage, even though he has a secret. Is she the only one that doesn't have a secret? She Gina? did hide her breast cancer. She she hid she her breast cancer diagnosis for a second, but then yeah. Alexander finds then it. He finds it yeah. and she talks yeah. to him about it and comes yeah. clean with it, right? But yes. I don't think they have any other secrets. She doesn't. She doesn't she have a doesn't. secret. No. That's so interesting. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. Acorn's theory about her representing the cancer of the secrets might be yeah. might be a very, very close interpretation. I really like that. Um, so, okay. So burned ends up being Regina is secretly Regina's father. Um, he has Greta Doppler. Greta's secret is that she's got the hots for Noah. She secretly wants to burn. Burned is married to Greta. You said had, had Greta. Oh yeah. And I'm sorry. Burned Bur yeah. is married to Greta together. They have Helga. Helg. Yeah. But her secret is she wants to have an affair with Noah, the priest. I think she's attracted to him. And I think Greta's character is so interesting because I almost think her secret is she hides her feelings from everyone, including herself. Yeah. Because she implies to Noah that Helge was a a sin and she wishes that he was never born, which kind of implies that she was raped. Yeah. And I've seen or some discussion about <gasps> or she had I an affair. I just found a thing. I just found a thing on this exact topic. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Go on. When I look at the family tree. It goes Bernd Doppler, Greta Doppler, and then there's a line across to an unknown person named Anatole Felev, and between those two comes Helga Doppler. So she had an affair. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. They they have released his name. Well, I think I do think she was raped because there, it's been implied that um, that name is Russian, and around that time there was World War II, and so. She may have been raped by someone, had Helge, and then lived with the the shame and guilt ever since then. But then also kind of separately, her character is so interesting because she's, I almost feel like she's a repressed, like, I don't know, sexaholic or um, masochist or something like that. Because her 
the way that she reacts to Noah and the things that he says and her the way the way that she so strongly focuses on religion and she's stern with Helge, she doesn't um express her emotions, she uses the Bible to interpret everything and yet whenever you see her with Noah, you could see almost her attraction to him and so I almost think that she's she sees her her thoughts as impure yeah. and her urges as um mm. as evil. Yeah, so I I actually will agree with some some of that cuz I interpreted her as very much she's attracted to Noah but what Noah can give her and that is forgiveness and release and you know yes. cleansing of the sins. Um but I I guess I just didn't I wouldn't have assumed that Helg was the product of rape per se, because she says it was from sin. Go on. Mergs has her finger up here. Yes, I have my finger up. I am double checking on the dark wiki. It is said that he is a pro- he is a product of her being raped. Helga wow. Is a of her being raped. Where do they show um, that in the show? Because then that's, I that's, have, that's, it's that's implied in the conversation. One. That's the second. Yeah. So one. someone here, probably a USSR soldier since Helga was born during world war two. Yep. Um, and then over here, it, he lists, lists him as, as rapist. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's a crazy catch. That also, oh my gosh, <laughs> that also explains why she's so cruel to him again. Yeah. You know, we see yeah, that so again. Cruel. She is incredibly cruel to him. And he's, by the way, yeah. that child actor, cutest fucking kid. So I love him so, so much. Adorable. I just dropped an F bomb. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, Rob. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I think I think we're going to just make this a mature podcast. Yes, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. A, well, it should be. We're talking about rape anyway. So, we're going to be yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. probably abortion and yeah, rape. It's probably so a like, thing that we should make mature. True. Um, so yeah, that's crazy interesting. So then her secret is you know that she was raped and then had Helge because Helge doesn't know that. Um, but what I find really interesting too then is Burned says my son. So he has taken, he's adopted yeah, him, he's yeah. adopted yeah. him and really cares for him. And uh, yeah, yeah which is tragic because Burned is a nice guy. Yeah. He's sweet and kind and he dotes on him. But it's almost like because he's so busy starting and building the plant, most of Halge's time is spent with his mother. And yeah. so that's the major influence in his life. And so I've always wondered if it's almost like a chicken or an egg situation with Helge. I I wonder if he was born with some of his... Uh, mental processing challenges or his social issues or if his mother's abuse formed that in him. Yeah, it's crazy because you're right. Man, you are so right. Acorn, that family tree is the snake eating the tail because you're right. She gets raped, then has this baby, then looks at this baby and goes, you are a product of sin and treats him in a way that causes him to detach and basically potentially they kind of hint that he maybe might grow up and become a sociopath because he's got like dead birds and stuff that he's collecting. And, you know, they're going through all this to be like, he is strange and easily manipulated. And you're right. Is it how he was always meant to be? Or was he this way because she treated him like he was going to be that person before he was 
you know, the moment he was born, she started treating him yeah. like a monster. That is such a cool thing. I did not know that. Thank you for telling me that. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully those listening, you get that a lot throughout this podcast because we we definitely wanted to come into this with an open discussion, the three of us talking about things um, and maybe having a lot of aha moments. And that right there makes me feel so solid in the way we decided to go through with the podcast because it would have been so easy to just list factoids and let the next person go and list more factoids. But having that open discussion yeah. allowed us to, allowed me to learn something new that I didn't, oh, and I just appreciate the so, show so much more. Um, so yeah. following <laughs> Helg down uh, is Peter, Peter Doppler, yes. who has a secret, a very yeah. big secret. And that is that he's gay. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know. Yes, he's in love with Bernadette. That's true. But I think you think it is it is more love versus um, acting on urges. Well, he he throughout each of the different timelines ends up with Bernadette. Yeah. So in in the okay. timeline, in the other timeline where he's a priest, um, Bernadette is coming to him uh, and Charlotte walks I in on their that conversation. Together. Yeah. I wonder who Bernadette. that was in the church. Yeah. OK. Yeah. But but, and, but of um, course, Bernadette, who isn't taking hormones. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then they're together at the very end as well. Yeah. In the original yeah. timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's his secret. Yeah. So that, that is he a loves big another. Yeah. yeah. That he loves another. And it's crazy because the way they do that. And he has another secret, too, in that he found he finds the boys. Yes. Yeah. He finds yeah. Mads. He finds Mads yeah. in the bunker. Mads, yeah. Mads with Tronte. Yep. Yeah. And he's trying to tell Charlotte this since season one. And you think yeah. they do such a good job of making you think he did it and that he's trying to confess to Charlotte. But really it's like, yes. how do I begin to tell you that I found Mads, Mads, the, a boy in the bunker? Like he just dropped from nowhere. I can't imagine yeah. having yeah. to say, you know, time travel's real or something really strange happened. <laughs> Please don't think I'm crazy. Um, but that leads us right into Charlotte, unless we have any more secrets about Peter. I don't think um, so. I don't think so, but I do think it's interesting that we don't know who Peter's mother is. Yeah. And with Helge being a product of rape, I do and also being kind of weird himself, I've always wondered how he had Peter. What were the circumstances around that? Because I mean, everyone can find love. Many different people can find love. Yeah. But you don't see or hear anything about his mother. There's no pictures. There's no anything. So I almost wonder how that came to be. You know what else I just realized? We do have a name. Yeah, we do have a name. Do we? We do. Okay. Ula Schmidt. Yeah. But do you know what I just hmm. realized? Helg fancies Claudia and you see him like mm. struggling to talk to her. And now her kind yes. of absolutely not. I mean, obviously you can have that for various reasons, but her being like, you are the son of the man I had an affair with. Oh boy. Right? I just remembered. Mm-hmm. I just remembered when Peter comes to Winden, uh, it's because his mother has just died yeah. and only during her final moments did, did she tell her who his father was, tell him who his father was. Um, That's right. A man about named that. Doppler. And he comes to go find yeah. him. And the cool thing about that is that is played by Peter Doppler's actor's real son. So yes, that's which is why the really resemblance cool. is so uncanny. Can we just shout out the show for doing that? They Ugh, did such a good job with so casting. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they did a great job with literally everything, but my goodness, it's so good. Um, okay, so following Peter, we go right to Charlotte Doppler, who has yep. a lot of secrets. And she is 
she was delivered at the door of Tanos. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he he raises her By as two women. His uh as his granddaughter, but really she was delivered at the door. Now, Charlotte's secret is crazy because Charlotte's ends up birthing with Peter, Elizabeth, and Francisca. And Elizabeth ends up going through time and falling in love with Noah. And then her and Noah have Charlotte. So Elizabeth is both her daughter and her mother. Yep. It's wild. And they do some really cool mirroring with the two of them where they put their foreheads together in all three seasons where it's like mother to daughter. Then, then the two, and then in the finale, it's mother to daughter again, but in reverse. Oh God, it's so mm-hmm. good. Which is so sweet. Yeah. It's a really good, they do a lot of cyclical stuff and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that more later, but just in case I forget to mention it again, I'm going to mention it here. But yeah. So then Elizabeth's secret too, she's got a couple. She's the one with Charlotte, right? The two of them together steal baby Charlotte yes. from herself yeah. and Noah and take yes. her. Oh. I can't imagine. Can imagine. No, I can't imagine. Can you imagine? Because you would you would remember. She's at the age where she remembers and knows that pain and knows that it formed her to be the person that yeah. she is, who now does yeah. it, you know? But Which is another example of like oh, it's determinism, just so right? And that and that it's, moment yeah. where you kind of look and go, but I cannot do that. I could just simply stay yeah. here forever and, you know, be with my family. But they, it's mm-hmm. it just another, they're all tied into believing Adam and Adam wants to break the cycle for everyone. Yeah. It is crazy too to realize that she is the reason for her own suffering. Yes. That is just perpetuated. You know, she gives birth to Elizabeth who gives birth to herself. And then those two versions of her steal her from herself. That's just incredible to me. Yeah, Aren't we all just the product, <laughs> the, the, the perpetrators of our own? misery yeah in some ways not to yeah. get too deep yeah. but <laughs> yeah in some ways oftentimes we are, we are the yeah. ones who cause our own misery <laughs> yes <laughs> so i think that's it for charlotte unless we had another one that she has i mean obviously she she knows about time travel that's her secret because yes. he yeah. tells her way early on doesn't he she's investigating and she finds uh, all of these details yeah, that she's keeping from everyone i always wondered i was like why is she not freaking out you know, Ulrich's like, yeah, I think this might be time. It's not where, but when. And she is cold. But I think that's yeah. because Tannis has a conversation with her before all of this starts, technically, when she's a little girl, where he says two people showed up and just dropped you off. And I think, ah. you know, like, I think he has that weird time conversation then, doesn't he? So I th- it's not like she if knew were, time travel yeah. existed, but she had an inkling that something weird was happening. And then yeah. she's the one in the woods that Jonas approaches when she's a little girl. And yeah. he goes, what time? What Drawing year is bird. it? Yeah. And you have to get them before. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so I almost think that subconsciously she's aware yes. of it. And so when she realizes that it's true, it doesn't face yes. her. And so she just internalizes that knowledge and presses on. Yes. And I think it makes the choices that the actress made and how she played Charlotte make so much sense because Charlotte has kind of maybe had an inkling in the back of her mind that something is off. I do think it's supported in her character, too, because in um, episode six of season two, when she and Peter have a fight, 
and she's sitting on the the couch and she's not saying anything and he's like okay so are we just gonna continue on like this yeah. and you're not going to believe me when i say i was at the 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 nursing home she doesn't say anything and he's like well maybe this is why we have our problems because i don't get anything from you you're just cold yeah and so i think that's something that is just in her character itself too yes that's true god everyone in this show is so real everybody in the yeah. show is so real because i'm a lot like charlotte you know dive headfirst into my work and you know well what am i talking about i have emotional incontinence but in some ways I can be very closed <laughs> off like Charlotte and not want to be vulnerable with other people. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, Charlotte's other secret though, that I totally forgot is that her marriage is falling apart and nobody knows that. Yeah. Um, yes. And they've been sleeping in separate beds for over a year, I think. And that secret yep. um, has a ripple effect throughout what Francesca and Elizabeth end up doing as well. Um, which leads us right to, Francisca. Am I saying her name right? Francisca? Francisca. Francisca. Francisca, yeah. So Francisca has a secret. And that secret is that she is supplying hormones. Right. Yeah. But where does she get the hormones? She's supplying From her father, apparently. But what does he, Peter, do? Peter's a therapist. He's a therapist. So how is she? Get, yeah. <gasps> is she forging? She must be forging I think so. it. scripts. Yeah, she must be forging scripts and then picking or it up. Or is she stealing the medicine directly? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he has it. But yes, yeah, so she is supplying, which is so strange. Because again, it, it goes back to that cyclical, like, longing and love and or caring. So she's supplying yeah. the hormones. Um, and again, Helg wanting Claudia it's generational. They'll still want to do the same things that were done before them. Is that her only secret, though? Francisca, I think so. I mean, she she's actually, I think, the only character in the whole show who actively says all of these secrets are like we are in this mess because people are holding secrets and we yeah, need to yeah. reveal them. I think the only characters that echo that are Katerina and Jonas, but I think they all have the same perspective. Yeah, and they Regina just see too. Because that's she's, the problem. She, Regina confronts her and says, this is who your mother really is. And were you not going to tell anybody what happened to me? So yeah, Regina yeah. does consistently try to out the secrets a little bit. Yeah, that's true. So that ends that family tree. But I think from, from Francisca, we can move to Magnus. Uh, yeah. and, and into the Nielsen tree line there, because no matter what reality and or time, the two of them end up together, which I think is super sweet and cute. I no. literally saw them when when they showed the other world, like the other the second world, Ava's world. Yeah. And um, showed them together. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Jonas and Marta are like great and all, but this is the real true love couple of this show, you know, because you just you see, especially when they're signing together yeah. and just the love that they have for each other in that world. Oh, my that gosh. reveal when she says like yeah. I love you too, and she signs it, and I was oh, <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good it was so good um so what thousand yeah. percent yeah and so i guess in a way that's sort of a secret because they kind of keep their relationship a secret for a while um yeah because magnus ends up coming down or no yeah francisca leaves well that's the mirror yeah 
Yeah, that's the mirror for the for the very beginning episode of season three, and they're mirroring mirroring the beginning of season one. Um, Mads and uh, sorry, Magnus and Francisca are the mirror of that sex scene yeah. between Hannah and Ulrich. Yeah, and her leaving. Except it's not an affair; it's just a secret for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, she she leaves, but even in season one or two, Francisca leaves. And Martha is on the couch and she's like, what, 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 what? And then Magnus walks down and then Martha's like, what? You, everybody has secrets. And he's like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I just, some things you want to keep to yourself. So they they kind of keep their relationship a little bit secret and they end up arguing Magnus's desire to know Francisca completely and fully and love her fully mm-hmm. gets them in a little bit of trouble in the beginning because Francisca, like her mother, is kind of a closed wall and and won't talk about some things and refuses to share. But that leads us sort of into Martha. Yeah. What are her secrets? When I think about it, doesn't have any. Well, she likes Jonas. I don't think she secretly is crushing on Jonas. Oh, yes. For a while. And she does. She does. She is with Bartosh and then they, Jonas and her have a little affair. Well, So that's the other thing too, is that she and Jonas had something earlier in the summer right where they kiss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he goes off for four months and she doesn't tell Bartosh. Revealed. yeah she yeah. doesn't tell Bartosh when she gets together um with you know essentially his best friend she t- says to Bartosh, i fucked up you know like i and then Bartosh like punches Jonas. not that i want him to punch martha but like w- why is it that dudes always do that to each other like he, he he tackles Jonas so pissed and it's like yeah like well yeah. hello Martha like, did it too girl, yeah yeah you know she went up to him and kissed him I think and then he was like no we're not right for each other and she did it again she was like oh you're telling me we're not right for each- you don't feel this this perfection yeah I just it just occurred to me mm-hmm. that when I was watching the show and please correct me if I miss something they talk about the moment that they had during the summer mm-hmm. at the party mm-hmm. um. And it's implied that some stuff went down. Then later on, wait at the party. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so it, it's the party that's the, the it's anniversary the party from season party. three. It's the anniversary party. So what happens is that Martha meets older Jonas when he comes to sit with her on the beach. Yeah, and it's traveling. Like, Jonas. Yeah, we are that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. and don't let and anything then she tell goes you to the party. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then she goes to the party, thinks it's the same Jonas as before because she doesn't know. And then yeah. that's why they end up sleeping that's together. Right. You're totally so, right. I had completely forgotten yeah. the party part where they have the sex. Right. Yeah. Got it. The sex. The sex. <laughs> the sex. <laughs> the sex. Can I also just say really quickly, and this is a side note, but I just love how respectful the show was with the generational. And I've said this to you guys before yeah. with the generational love narratives, like especially Noah and uh, Elizabeth. And, you know, older Jonas, when he meets Marta, there's they just do an excellent job at, like, respecting the fact that these actors and these characters are at very different age levels in their life. And there's no weirdness that they have to put in to, like, be like, yeah, look, they love each other. You know, like, they did it all actively like, no. Yeah. Get you a partner that looks at you the way adult Jonas looks at Marta because he oh did it God. in a second. You could just see it yeah. all over his face. And I was like crying for him. Like, oh God. Yeah. 
And he doesn't like creep on no. her. He's not like, I finally no. see you for the first time in like a hundred years and I need to hold you. Yeah. He's like very, very respectful. So, so anyway, I yeah. just wanted to say that. Yeah, it was, it's <laughs> I love very, that. Very yeah. Good. Great point. So yeah, Marta obviously has a massive secret in that her and Jonas have the baby, which is the unknown. And that obviously affects yeah. literally everything in the show. But alternate reality, her is orchestrating against Adam. So that's sort of oh Martha, yeah, so in like, a way, yeah. And yeah. she kills Jonas, yeah. which oh, isn't yeah. really a True. secret per se, but it kind of is because she hides it from herself and Jonas yeah. until the time to strike. Oh boy, there's a lot more secrets in there than I thought. Yeah. I was like, no, she doesn't have any. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, and then that leads us into the last of the Nielsen family, which is Mikkel. And I think we're gonna oh, talk about him next episode more yeah. in depth but uh his secret is that he's the boy who travels right he's the very first thing yep. we see in in the entire season or in, in the entire show and he uh he gets taken by Jonas from a different time mm -hmm. to be back in the 80s which in appearance it looks like it sets off everything but really everything had been set off you know in motion mm -hmm. many 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 years prior but it's the first thing we see and then um his secret is that he is also Jonas's father he is mm -hmm. Michael Inez Conwald is a nurse at the hospital who kind of rescues him and I think I think his secret is also a bit deeper than that and I think it's that no one believed him and then he kept quiet yeah. and thought to himself mm -hmm. I must be crazy Maybe there is something wrong with me. He suffered from depression and yeah. for a very long time. Can you imagine for five seconds what it must have been like to watch your parents grow up into the people you recognize? Yeah, yeah. I can't even. I know. And then they get married and then they have a kid and then Mikkel. Reconciling that. Yeah. yeah reconciling that reality and that, you know, I imagine that there was a long period of time where maybe he was thinking, oh, it's just a dream. Yes. Maybe it was just a dream. And then you start to see your deja vu. It becomes pure deja vu, you know? Yeah. yeah. Horrific and traumatic, extremely traumatic. Yeah. I think that's one thing that um, I, not that I wish, I think they did a pretty good job, but I, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, there's, there's so much trauma in that, you know, one one point so much pain that i feel like you couldn't have 10 seasons to get into I you know. know um and we haven't hit jonas yet and his secrets but the fact that he stood there and was like i'm gonna bring him back and then didn't all yeah. that pain and suffering yeah. then falls on you you're responsible for that and it's just yeah it's brutal the other secret that Mikkel has is that, you know, he writes the letter, except that Jonas tells him to write the letter. Mm -hmm. And on in, accident, in fact, gives it to him to read, to rewrite, right? Oh, brutal. Yeah. yeah. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So good. I can't wait to talk about him yeah. next episode, like in depth. Yeah, yeah it's going to be really, really good. I think the only other ones we want to hit are Trant, Yana. I mean, obviously, Jonas. But I think that's it, right? Am I missing anybody? I think we covered everybody. Oh, I think we might have covered everybody. Uh, Noah. Oh yeah, and well, we sort of He's, covered Noah. We can, I think we can get into Noah like 
Because we can really. What secrets does he really have? I feel like he lays a lot on the table. Other than that, he. Well, he's the murderer. Oh, like yeah. He's doing the killing. Yeah. Um, he's doing the killing and the sending of the kids back and forth through time. He is a very yeah, much a true. puppet yeah. of Adam. Yeah. Um, and he he knows that he's going to end up with, you know, he kind of has the the manuscript to the timeline. Yeah. So he's aware of kind of everything that's happening except for the information that Adam withholds from yeah. him. Um yeah. which is which uh, is insane to me that he can have the playbook in his hands and yet he's still a puppet the whole time. Yeah. Noah's my favorite character maybe. I think same. I love him so much. Literally same. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he died in season one, I was, or was it season one or season two? I think it was season two, the end of season two. And then I was like, well, F yeah. this, I'm done. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then my hubby's like, well, honey, it's time travel. I'm sure he's going to be in season three. And I was like, fine, but not the Noah I know and love. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, it was good. Um, so I think we should maybe cover then before we hit Jonas and end the episode, we should hit the Nielsen family, the rest of them, Trant. Uh, Yana and Mads. Uh, so yeah. do we want to start with Mads then? Because we don't know sure. too much about him, uh, except that he goes missing for 33 years on October 9th, 1986. Now, hold the phone. Oct- October 9th, 1986 is when Mads goes missing. October 22nd, 2019 is when Eric goes missing November 4th is when Mikkel goes missing are those the only three oh. that go missing I want to um, I want to know the time between those dates I'm freaking out I think <laughs> there are two there are two other children so Elizabeth's boyfriend goes missing which is um which now yeah, that I think the, about it is really messed boy. up that's Eric right because no, no, Eric's the redhead kid. Right. That's right. He grabs Elizabeth's boyfriend. I can't remember that sweet boy's name. Um, I can't either. Which upsets me. Oh, Yesen. But Matt, Matt's might be the only one that goes back in his time in 86, right? Potentially. And we know... Okay, so... We know where... Yasin and Eric get sent back to 1953. Right, where they find them. They discover the body of yes. two boys. And then Mads yeah. gets discovered, obviously, in 2019. So, okay. Yep. Um, thank you for letting me clarify that in my brain for a minute. So Mads goes missing. And, th- I mean, the whole secret around Mads, maybe we don't get to know what his secret is. But we do get to know that he is abducted. He, they try to use him for this time machine. And then he shows up 33 years later and his own brother finds him. Um, there's also some really cool parallels in the show where they show that, um, Mads Nielsen photo where his hand is on his brother. They have a very similar shot, um, between, I think it's, I want to say it's Jonas and I don't know, but they do. I'm going to have to look it up and put it in the beginning to the next episode because it's going to drive me crazy. But they parallel that exact photograph with a hand on the shoulder Mm. um, with another set of characters. And then the other cool thing is his chin. And I didn't realize that. But yeah, he's got a scar on his chin. And in my third watch through season one or whatever, when when Ulrich sees it and touches it, it's not only does he have it, but somebody else has it, too. 
Who else has the scar on oh, the chin? Really? Yeah, there's another boy that has one. Helg, when he's standing okay. there, he oh. gets a scratch on the bottom of his chin. It's just, oh, yeah, it's just a really weird, interesting cyclical thing that they do is that that scar on the chin. Um, anyway, I thought that was very interesting. And then Yana, do we know too much about her except that she has seen Noah? Well, she is introduced as the, you know, mother of, of Mads and Ulrich. Um, and we see young Yana meeting Tant for the very first mm-hmm. time and him giving her a bracelet and stuff. Uh, and her crushing and on him, even some... though Claudia is like, oh, yeah, I've seen his junk. Yeah, bits. <laughs> thank you. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they they do get married. And then Tant continues having an affair with Claudia. Yeah throughout their their marriage um she gets really and there is a really powerful it. scene when when claudia is missing at the same time that mads is missing and tonta spends more time looking for claudia than than mads that's uh yeah it's absolutely brutal that's very brutal yeah. um yeah and we know that she lies for him yeah to say that he he was with her the evening that mads went missing yeah um, when Ulrich finds that out, she kind of like suspects mad. him, right, of doing something weird, because she also finds his sweater with blood on it. Yeah, 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 and she doesn't do anything which, about it. Yeah, which I think is interesting because it's also kind of reminds me of the moment where Charlotte asks Peter whether he did yeah. something. Because um, yeah, that's another yeah. parallel too. She does it. Where yeah. were you? You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, I went exactly. to, and the car wasn't here or whatever. And yeah. she just knows, you know, she can tell something is up, um, Yeah, which is crazy. But again, she keeps it a secret and doesn't tell anyone. So nobody can figure yeah. shit out. Um, mm-hmm. And then Trant's secret is the reason there's blood is not because he did anything, but because Peter calls him. And when yeah. he finds the body and then Trant goes down and sees the, you know, the book pages, I think they get some of the book. So he knows about time travel. He knew yeah. that it was Mads. He found, technically he finds Mads first and then puts him in yeah. the woods for his son to find. Which is so heartbreaking yeah, so because heartbreaking. it's his own son. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. And I just, and that moment that he has when he cries over his boy. Oh, I can't. Yeah. It's so good. The oh, show yeah. is so good. I know. And I think I think Tranti, aside from having the affair with Claudia as one of his secrets, he also knows about time travel yeah. much earlier than a lot of people do because Claudia gives him the book. Yep. And she shows up, you know, which mm, honestly, yeah. it makes so much sense now why she confides in him f- so readily because they had had yeah. an affair for so long, you know. Yeah. She can say to him, like, hey, here's this book. We have to stop all of this from happening. So really, we've got Trump and Peter on Team Claudia. And we've got literally everybody else pretty much in this reality on Team Adam. And then we've got yeah. alt- everybody in the alternate reality on Team Marta, which is interesting. Yeah. So really, it's only those two, I think, that are truly on Team Claudia. Trump. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which is very interesting because he'll never be born if he succeeds. Oh. Yeah. So he went into yeah. it knowing that he would be erased, which is pretty cool. I think that's it except for our lead hero, Jonas. Jonas. Yeah. So where do we want to start with Jonas? Because the secrets there are a bit intense as well. Sweet baby angel, mm-hmm. Jonas, yeah. who 
withholds everything from any everyone. The secrets pile on very slowly, and you almost get to witness one after another how he begins to steal himself in withholding this information, like finding out that Marta is his his aunt. Yeah, you know, and coming or back even and just like, his crush oh, on goodness. Marta in the beginning. He keeps that yeah. a secret. Yeah, and then time traveling, he keeps the secret. Meeting himself, he keeps, he keeps the secret. Go, go ahead, Acorn. Oh, just he keeps the hallucinations of his dad a secret too. Solid from yeah. episode one. Yeah. Yep, you're absolutely right. The psych ward being a secret. Yeah. The fact that he was sorry, not a psych ward, but the fact that he was in the hospital. Yeah. Um, Bartosh keeps that a secret and he maintains it. Yeah. I think it's also curious because when he finally, when he finds Mikkel and he's going to go and tell Mikkel and bring him home, there is this very distinct moment where, uh. I think it's a, a key moment in him becoming who he needs to be or who he eventually becomes, which is his older self um, tells him, like, obviously you can't because then you won't be born. Yeah. And and that's almost like the moment where we start to see the characters resigning themselves to the cycle while trying to fight the cycle, but continuous continuing the cycle yep. in this almost like, yeah. So we use that in our intro. Like, I don't know, because I use the original German in the intro, but I use that line. Every choice you make is a, also a choice against something else, a life for a life. Yeah. What will you choose? It's crazy that they do this a lot in the show where your own thoughts influence you to be who you're going to be. Like, it's his own self that morphs him into who he ends up becoming with Adam, which is just kind of a powerful concept in general. Like you can completely change who you are and who you are going to be if you do, if you try. He had every intention to go bring Mikkel back and then stops. But why? Why? Because he would never be born? Because he resigns himself to that much later. Yeah. It's almost as if his entire journey is to not exist at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's very strange. Like, why wouldn't you go back? Yeah. I don't know. I wonder why I does wonder he that. continuously choose? Yeah. yeah. It's like he in that moment he resigns himself and goes okay and doesn't. But then so much time goes by. I guess cuz you can't continually go back, I guess. Right? Cuz he did that and then he goes forward. He can't continue to go back to 86. Yes, he does. He does multiple times. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does so much and there's time another travel. Time I mean, the stranger he, in and of itself. There's another time in season yeah. 2 I think where he does try to go back again to get him. Uh, and he yeah. stops himself. Yeah, it's just wild. It's like he just can't let go of live of like living in that way. You know, he just resigns himself to letting it happen. Um, but then he, I think, I wonder if he carries that regret forward, and then says, "But I want to go, and I want to undo everything because we're all caught in an endless loop." Well, he's also the one who tells himself not to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's wild. You know, so you trust yeah. your future self, right? Because your future self knows. Yeah. It's a wild trust is a whole other episode. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yes. So what other secrets does he have? Well, he finds the um, the God particle. Yep. He finds the and he continues to go there and try to fix it. And he creates the time um, machine with Claudia. Yeah. yeah. He also lies about Adam. Um, he finds out that he is yep. Adam and hides it from everybody else. Yep. He hides a lot of the information from the other from the other group members. Uh, and, you know, that's why they have a big fight. Bartosh and him have a big fight in, in the far distant past. I have one more, but it is literally the ultimate secret. And I tell us. OK, 
are we sure there's no other ones we want to throw in there before I hit us with the finale secret? I don't have one. I think okay. we're good. So the final secret that Jonas has is that he's having everybody, he's puppeteering everybody under the guise that they will write the timeline or get out of this loop. But the secret that he's holding is that it none of them will be born. Essentially what he's yeah. trying to do is truly undo the loop and free everyone. But a lot of people are essentially going to die and never have existed. And he says that kind of like at the end when he's, when he's got Marta there, he, he says, I'm tired. You know, I just want this loop to end. And yes, I am trying to save everyone. But to do that, basically, I have to, I have to just undo this loop. I'm saving everybody, but in my own weird yeah. way. What yeah. a classic approach to that. Mm -hmm. We see that in other media too, mm -hmm. where the antagonist promises paradise and eternal life and freedom. But really what they're providing is death. Yeah. And that's his big ultimate secret that he hides from everybody. In the end, his ultimate goal is to rest, to die, end it all and not be mm -hmm. stuck forever in this loop. Well, I'd say that was a great first wow. episode. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do <laughs> yeah. some, should we do some shout outs then? Wrap it up. Call sure. it good. Does anybody have anything sure. else they want to add before we do that? I'm very excited and this is awesome. Yeah. Thank I've you. Loved Agreed. every second of this. Agreed. Let's go ahead and do uh, shout outs. Let's go backwards. Mergles, we'll start with you. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, hello, I'm Merkels. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch uh, where I'm anim I'm animating. I'm an animator and I'm making a short film. So if you want to see how animated short films get made, you can come and watch how that's done uh, on twitch.tv slash Merkels and twitter.com slash Merkels, I think is how that goes. Yep. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Thanks. <laughs> Acorn, you're up. Yeah, I'm Acorn. And I am on social media under Acorn Bandit and also Joyson Studio, which is uh, kind of a little art studio I have where I create enamel pins. They're so so good. you can find me on Etsy. Yeah. yeah, they're fun. You can find me on Etsy at Joyson Studio or uh, Joysons.com, which is J O I S A N S. And I also am on. And another podcast called Avatar, the podcast with my co-host Booster Greg, which you can also find on the network. So you can check us out at thegeekgeneration.com slash avatar. Beautiful. Uh, and I'm PB. And you can find me on the web at pumpkinberry.tv and see all the fun projects that I'm involved in. I do tabletop, Twitch streaming, a whole bunch of podcast projects. And you can find me at Twitter at pumpkinberry. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And of course, if we've missed anything, we'd love to know. You can tweet at us individually, use the hashtag darkcompanionpod or email darkcompanionpod at gmail.com. And of course, special thanks to Johnny Caballero for letting us use the beautiful cover art. And you can find him on Twitter at Johnny Knight. And that is spelled J-H-O-N-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T. We are also proudly part of the Geek Generation Network, and you can find more awesome podcasts related to cool nerdy things like TV, comics, uh, and movies at thegeekgeneration.com. Thank you so much for diving into Dark, and we'll be back next Thursday with episode two, which is Where or When is Mikkel? <laughs>